In a time when evildoers parade their agenda before the world without shame, in a world where absolutes are being challenged and changed, in a society where truth is relative, welcome to a podcast that will edify, encourage, and empower you. A podcast that will speak God's truth in love. I'm your host, Myron Powell. Thank you for subscribing and listening to Rightly Dividing the Word of Truth. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. It is certainly a privilege of mine to share this time with you today. I want to thank you for subscribing and sharing and uh, giving us some stars and uh, reviews and all that out there on uh, wherever you have your uh, podcast platform that you're listening on. And appreciate your your time and the opportunity that I've been given to share with you the word of the Lord. Today, we're going to be in Proverbs chapter number 20. And I want to focus on something here in, in a single verse. Verse number 21 says, An inheritance may be gotten hastily at the beginning, but the end thereof shall not be blessed. Uh, same verse, but the ESV reads it this way. An inheritance gained hastily in the beginning will not be blessed in the end. When I read that, I, I thought about the, the many times I've read uh, accounts of sports celebrities and even other types of celebrities, whether it's music or uh, entertainment industry of some sort, where uh, they make a lot of money and they don't know how to budget, use it, spend it, and they, they waste it on, you know, crazy things. And, um, you know, they're broke when when they don't sell uh, out their concerts anymore or uh, after they, you know, bust their knee and they don't play football anymore, whatever the, the case might be. And so this verse kind of uh, sort of speaks to that a little bit. You know, they, they get it hastily, uh, that inheritance comes, but then they don't have it. Even even cases where, you know, uh, uh, a wealthy tycoon has started a business and he or she leaves it to their family. Um, and their children have done nothing to it other than just been born into the family. And, uh, you know, even Solomon himself, uh, you could say, uh, fulfilled this verse. Um David fought for his crown. It was a fight, uh, both before the crown, during his time of of serving. Uh, all forty years, practically, were or, you know he was a bloody man. The scripture says uh, Solomon never had one battle that we that we see in scripture at all, historically, you know. And and he turns out uh, not really that good, to be honest. His inheritance was gained hastily, you might say, in the beginning, but his end was not uh, as blessed as it could have been, if at all. So what I want to share with that today, though, and draw your attention to is the Bible calls the Holy Ghost the inheritance of our Father. They were to tarry in Jerusalem for the inheritance of the Father. And I want to address something that I am one of those that, that I want to pray as many people as I can through. I want to teach as many Bible studies as I can. Uh, when a person's ready to get baptized, I, I believe in baptizing them. I know churches that do baptism Sundays. Now, sometimes they do it once a month, sometimes once a quarter. I, I'm not disparaging them if that's their their way of doing it. I just, 
I've been the mindset that if you're ready to be baptized today, let's baptize you. Uh, I don't want you to wait till baptism Sunday or whatever, you know, and equally, if you're ready to get the Holy Ghost, I don't care if it's in the first song, last song, middle of the preaching, end of the preaching, before I preach, you want the Holy Ghost, you want the Holy Ghost on a, on a you know, Tuesday morning, come see me. I'm, I'm at the study. I'll pray for you. That being said, though, I also wonder if there's not an imbalanced push to get people prayed through. And I know when I say that, I'm going to probably get some emails. Oh, what are you talking about? Well, let me say this again. Using this verse to compare it to the inheritance of our Father that we receive, the gift of the Holy Ghost. I want to also say this to you. Jesus gives us a parable about a wineskin. And he says that you don't put new wine into an old wineskin. Because if you do, the wineskin will burst. You'll lose both the skin and the wine. Well, what is not said in that, but is understood from history, is that there's a way in which that wineskin can become made new. If, an, if a wineskin's old, brittle, and it's, it's to the point of breaking, the uh, vineyard owner would take that, put it through a rigid process um, where it's soaked in oil and all of the, the, the dregs of the you know, excess wine that had been in there and all is, is cleansed out of it completely. He takes it, he rubs it in the palms of his hands, gets all of that out, and once that soaking and cleaning process is done, that oil has caused that skin, which is leather, to become pliable and usable again, and he can now uh, rinse it out and use it again to be a wineskin. Well, I wonder if there's people that haven't repented enough. Let me give you a story to explain what I mean. Many years ago, I was in a church and... um, Wanted to pray this man through. I was ready to just go lay hands on him. I just I knew he was going to start talking in tongues a minute. I laid my hands on him. Well, I come out of the off the uh, pulpit, walk into the altar. I am probably one foot, maybe you know, a foot and a half away from him. Go to lay my hands on him, and the Holy Ghost stops me and says, "Let him repent." I said, okay. So I just quietly moved up alongside him and I said, sir, just repent, pour your heart out to God. And and I'm not kidding you, for, for quite some time, almost an hour, he just stood there crying and praying, oh God, I'm sorry, and tears streaming down his face and just, you know, uh, you know that, that ugly cry, if you know what I mean, that face, he just, just for and literally almost an hour, just pouring his heart out to God. It was genuine godly sorrow. He did not speak in tongues, but he finished praying in that moment, and he said, I feel so much better. The next Sunday came. It wasn't even just a few seconds that he was in the altar, and he's instantly speaking in tongues. Well, I learned from that experience that if I had rushed him and prayed for him, I might have poured new wine into an old wineskin. I might have helped him gain an inheritance hastily in the beginning that would not have been blessed in the end. And and so as I share this with you today, I, I want to just encourage you, let's have a revival of repentance. It is just as vital to the gospel message as baptism and speaking in tongues. It cannot, repentance cannot be avoided and rushed through. It is imperative. Jesus began his ministry by saying, repent, 
for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. There has to be repentance. There has to be that godly sorrow that leads to life and and leads to one truly becoming one with God. John's first message was repent. Jesus's first message was repent. We can't rush repentance. We've got to let people do it. So don't give people inheritance hastily in the beginning. And I'm not saying make them work for it. Please don't misconstrue what I'm saying. Uh, I, my, my point is if, if they repent and it's 10 minutes and, and it's genuine and they start seeking the spirit and they want the Holy Ghost, fine. But let them repent. Don't rush people through repentance. Let it um, be that, that it's, it's the process of God working. And with that, I'll, I'll close by saying this. There's no cookie-cutter way that everybody is born again. Uh, some people I've known get the Holy Ghost first, then get baptized. Some, you know, um, like the man I said, repented for almost an hour, and the next week gets the Holy Ghost. In fact, that he got the Holy Ghost and was baptized. I've seen some, you know, uh, repent 10, 15 minutes, get up, get baptized, and get the Holy Ghost coming up out of the water. I've seen some cry. I've seen some shout. I've seen some laugh. I saw one guy literally get the, the biggest smile on his face I've ever seen, start speaking in tongues, and just, you know, gently floated down to the floor, falling backwards, just speaking in tongues. Well, again, it happens different for everybody every time. But let's make sure that repentance is a integral and vital part of the process. Well, I hope this has encouraged you to dig into the Word. If you've got questions, please email me, rightlydividingwt at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And until next time, I pray you have a super blessed day.